at MGM National Harbor. Tickets are available now at MGMNationalHarbor.com. Don't miss this generation's most influential jazz sensation, Gregory Porter, live. WPFW, building a better world, one broadcast at a time. I'm Kamaya. I'm Amira. I'm Kaya. I'm Kamaya. And you're listening to WPFW Washington. Another man done gone. Another man done gone. From the county farm. Another man done gone. Huh? I don't know. What? I'm just going to walk the street. Shut your mouth. Oh, no. The jury of your peers having found you guilty. Ten years. What? Come on, come on. I was in jail too, man. It's cold blooded in the jail. You go down there looking for justice. That's what you find. Just us. Welcome to another edition of Crossroads Today. Now here's your host, Roach Brown. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Crossroads. We come to you every Tuesday. At the exact same time, live from Washington, D.C. And this morning, Crossroads has a special, special show. And they are special friends of ours. We met them a few years ago. And I'm telling you, they are tremendous. They are fantastic. And, Rob, when I grew up, I want to be just like you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Merry so Christmas. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Before we start, we open up with what we call the grapevine. Information that you can use, the grapevine. Hey, hey, hey. Yesterday, the PG County Councilman Calvin Hawkins had a press conference in the council chambers and it dealt with the high rate of violence and crime of juveniles. And I'm telling you folks, it was one of the biggest press conferences I've attended or seen. And most of the people there were service providers, judges, lawyers, prosecutors, police, <clears throat> citizens, city councilmen, folk who were concerned and committed about making their city safe. And this meeting was called uh, a four pronged approach. And I'm telling you, they met yesterday, but we've been meeting in Washington, D.C. and in Maryland and Virginia with a host of organizations, religious groups, business community to see what we could do to bring all hands on deck to deal with this crisis that affecting the <coughs> entire country. Youth violence, the carjackings, the uh, overdose, the mm-hmm. high crime rate. And that session yesterday, McCalvin Hawkins, Eddie Mathis and Dominic Henyon. And Dominic did 28 years in prison had life without parole plus 40. And he started, he's one of the few people that the Bureau of Prisons have allowed an inmate or former inmate to come back in and do programs. And what this guy's doing is fantastic. So we were down in New Orleans with y'all, but what we wanted to do was to tie in with all these other groups because everybody is facing the exact same problem. We need all hands on deck. And in that room yesterday, that press conference, it was 15 guys in there who I know personally who could go in some of the most dangerous communities in D.C. and Maryland and stop the violence and squash the beefs, and they've done it from prisons. But the problem has been getting resources from all over the city, from the uh, people who got deep, deep pockets. We need your help. This is our city. The same thing is going on in New Orleans. With the, I understand they declared a, a state of emergency in New Orleans because of uh, the shortage of, of, of police. <clears throat> we need everybody on board. And we got two people with us this morning who is knowledgeable, who's informed, who's on top of that. And before we get to it, let me just say that the first piece on the grapevine is if you can't afford an attorney, one will be appointed and you may get a huge bill. In our people too poor to pay for a, law, a lawyer are on the hook for big fees they can't afford. On television and in the movies, police officers read people their Miranda rights and tell them they would be provided a lawyer if they cannot afford one. But in reality, legal representation is rarely free. The Supreme Court has found the Constitution guarantees the right to counsel, but allows states in most cases to try to recoup the cost. 
More than 40 or so, 40 do so, according to a 2020 report by the National Legal Aid and Defender Association. <clears throat> I would take these steps to the extreme. An investigation by the Marshall Project found not only does Iowa impose some of the highest fees in the nation, affecting tens of thousands of people each year, it also, it also charges people for legal aid, even <coughs> if acquitted or the case against them are dropped. The practice is definitely an outliner and should be abolished. And watch out if you live in Iowa. <clears throat> A mother's appeal. Mothers all over the country have been calling and writing. Make all prison and jail phone calls free. Make all prison phone calls from jail free. Washington, D.C. is the loneliest city in America for the second year in a row. You can't prove it by me. I got my I got my half and Rob, you and Fox are together. So y'all, this don't pertain to us. <laughs> but I was surprised to hear that D.C. is the loneliest city in America for the second year in a row. More than 37 million Americans live alone, or about 29% of all U.S. households, according to a data from the Census Bureau. And the COVID-19 pandemic helped accelerate the rise of solo living. And D.C. is leading the place in the most loneliest place in America. The Department of Justice watchdog report finds chronic failure by the Bureau of Prisons contribute to the deaths of hundreds of inmates. Uh, the Justice Department itself has issued scathing reboots against the Bureau of Prisons outlining serious mistakes that have led to the deaths of high-profile inmates like notorious Boston gangster and convicted murderer James Whitey Bulger, who was killed shortly after being transferred to a new prison, and financier Jeffrey Epstein, who died by suicide in his New York jail cell. And lastly, California prison deaths from drug over California prison deaths from drug overdoses surged in 2023. California's program of offering naloxone to all departing prisoners has and does save lives, an attorney said. Without this treatment, the number of overdoses we believe will be far higher. Drug overdose deaths in California state prisons rebounded to near record levels last year, even as correctional officials touted the state's intervention methods as a model for prisons and jails. At least 59 prisoners died of overdoses last year, according to the Health News analysis of death in custody. That's more than double the number who died of overdoses in each of 2023 and 2021. Prison officials would not provide the number of overdose deaths in 2022, saying they are still being analyzed for, for a report to be released later this year. The new numbers are a big setback for state officials who poured resources into overdose prevention efforts after a record 64 overdose deaths in 2019 gave California prisons the highest drug overdose death rate of any state correctional system in America. And that's been what we call the grapevine, information that you can use. The grapevine. And now we're going to get to something that we've been waiting for you two people all week. The time, the untold story of the love that held us together when incarceration kept us apart. I like that. Let me say that again. The untold <laughs> story of the love that held us together when incarceration kept us apart. Oh, y'all sound like us. I want to thank you. <laughs> well, as long as we sound like the two of you, we're doing something special. That's right. Because the two of you are something special. That's right. That's right. This is the Academy Award-nominated documentary, Time. It introduced Fox and Rob, who were captivated, who captivated audiences with their relentless fight for each other in justice, despite America's broken prison system. And I just want to say this is Black History Month and it's also Valentine's. So we're doing two in one. Y'all are our Valentine's and this is Black History Month and you're making history as we go down the road. All history ain't old. This is new history. And you're making, <laughs> you're making as you're going, I'm going to let the warden know we're doing this, Rob. So he, he has to do it. Yes, I called the warden this morning and said, you need to hear Please, this warden. <laughs> So we want to thank both of you. You're coming to us live from New Orleans. And man, we were there last year. In fact, we did a show last year from New Orleans with y'all from your apartment. Yes. 
from your from your penthouse apartment. <laughs> I didn't tell the warden that, Joe Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, this is a unique show. It's Valentine's Month and Black History Month, and we got a a couple whose story need to be as has been told worldwide. Has been a movie. Academy nominated for Academy Award. They got another movie in the blue. But beyond what they have accomplished, their story of perseverance, of never giving up and relentlessness and their commitment to each other is something that we need to applaud, recognize, appreciate, and get out to everybody, mm-hmm. let them know that love still exists. No matter how road, how rough the road is and how dark the street gets. Fox, I take my hat off to you and Rob. And I, if I had any hair, I would brush it to the side, but I don't have no hair. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just let the wind blow through and tantalize the hair follicles. Uh, the women blowing through it and it tickles. <laughs> hey, Fox and Rob, I just want to say, hey, this is Nikichi here. Oh, Nikichi. <laughs> hey, how y'all be? Yes, and see those beautiful pictures you have been posting. You are just doing your thing. You talk about fine wine, girl. You just keep getting better and better and better. Yeah, I'm just trying to follow after you, Fox and Rob. Shoot, <laughs> she just got, she just got back from your, 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 your name's up in lights. How you doing, Roach Martin? What we doing all right, Nikichi and. And Fox and Rob are following you, Nikichi. Every time we try to find Nikichi, she's out of the country. She's in Africa. <laughs> she's in Brazil. Every time we try to catch up with Fox and Rob, they're in California, they're in New York. In fact, you're coming to D.C. this week, next week, <laughs> to speak at Howard University. So yes. we had to get you all before you came in and let our audience <laughs> all right, yeah. Okay? And the, we first met Fox and Rob through Nikichi. Nikichi <laughs> said, you ought to check this couple out. Isn't that right, Nikichi and, and Absolutely. Baby? And both of y'all got a phenomenal love story. Fox and Rob and Roach and Mertin. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, before we get into it, but last night, uh, Fox and Rob, Mert showed me a video of, uh, I don't know how you did this, Fox. You something else. Later, you showed Freedom coming into the house, and he was talking about Rob's teeth. And you told him in the video, don't talk about my boots, Teeth. But he didn't know that dad was home. And Rob, you walked around and, and he looked at you because you've been even going to see you in this prison. You've been in 21 years. All of a sudden you're home. Right. Gosh, how, did, how did you keep that a secret? Well, you got five boys, six boys. <laughs> and how did you surprise Freedom? Did you surprise all the boys like that? That, that, that Rob, you was home. You didn't, they didn't know that you were out? No. No. Share that with us, would you? They had been expecting him to come home, and um, but nobody knew exactly when he was going to come home. And so, um, according to their mother, every year that he had been gone, he was coming home. So for 21 <laughs> years, they had been hearing me at New Year's talk about this is the year your daddy coming home. This is the year our family is going to be reunited for over 21 years. So I think by the time that it finally happened, even though they were anticipating it, it still caught them so off guard that all of what we had dreamed and hoped for, for such an extended period of time, most people can't hold on to a dream for a couple of years. So for everybody (laughs) in our family to hold on to this dream of reunification for over two decades, um, to breathe, um, wake up, sleep, eat with this dream in our hearts, and then to actually watch it materialize um, even though we were anticipating it, Roach, Martin, um, Nikichi, it still felt unreal. It, it was still um, breathtaking in the moment to actually see what you have dreamed of be made manifest in front of your eyes. Oh, so the, the, the response that Freedom had was the same response that all of our children had, that, you know, even me holding him and bringing him to the children was still a moment of just true um, um unbelievable, you know, that that we're finally here. So I think as we look at it being Valentine's this month and we look at the fact that it is Black History Month this month, for us, 
I think that there is nothing greater than we as Black people could learn about Black history than to learn about how we loved each other mm -hmm. through the history of our oppression in this country. <laughs> and that if we really want to, you know, it, to me, it's the strongest tool that we have to fight against oppression in our toolbox. Um, it, it is not just remembering who invented what and who was the first to do what, but at the core of all of that was love. Love is the base level. It's our baseline. It is is what kept us yearning for each other, for unity. It, it is what drove us to break the law and, and be married, even though our marriages were not recognized. And now we have an opportunity to be married, to be family, and we're marrying less than we today than we did when we were enslaved in this country. Yeah. Now that it is a choice for mm -hmm. us. And so I think that if Rob and I can come on Crossroads and share anything with the community this morning, it would just be to um, understand that if you don't learn nothing else about Black history, understand that at the core of Black history is Black love. Yes, our sure. love for one another, our undying, unconditional, because, you know, people be trying to put some conditions on love, Martine. You know, <laughs> I love you because you did. I love you because yeah. you didn't. But love is unconditional. I don't love you because you did everything right. I just love you with the love of God because I know that that is what is right. Yeah. You know, at the top of the show, we mentioned that D.C. is one of the most loneliest places in the, in, in, in the country. D.C. outranked every state in the country. And Mert and I go out for dinner from time to time, and it hurts, Fox and Rob, when I see six, eight, ten women sitting at a table by themselves, no males, no nothing. They call, All of them come out, get in their car, and they go home by themselves. And with the two million people that's locked up in prison, we got a lot of our folk, women, mothers, grandmothers, who are going old alone without no companion. And the love that you and Rob have, uh, reflects what, what me and murder is going through. And I, I didn't know what love love was until I met this lady here. She had to okay. teach me. She had to teach me to tell me. And Fox, what you and Rob has done for folks who are listening, who got a loved one, a husband, daughter, son, or someone inside of prison. This is a story of never giving up, of being determined that your love will last regardless of how long it takes. And for you to stick 21 years and raise five you you tell it, uh, baby. Yeah, I don't want to tell tell your story. Yeah. Let me shut up. Yeah, tell <laughs> uh, Well, I just think fun. that it's it's so apropos that you mentioned that DC is the loneliest city, has been rated the loneliest city, and sometimes you think that you've got a plan, but God has a plan for you. So I'm just absolutely delighted that you have given us that information as we prepare to go and do a um, celebrate Black History through film at Howard University at four o'clock on next Wednesday, the last week of Black History Month, um, for us to have a conversation about love and its power in D.C. I'm just hoping that the D.C. community will come out and be with us. Mm -hmm. We are going to be in, um, I think it's called Numa Adams Building in room 1008 at Say 4 o'clock. Numa Allen. Spell Numa. N-U-M-A, Numa Adams Building, room 1008. Um, at Howard University at four o'clock dinner will be um, served. We'll do a screening of time and a conversation about the power of love and the black family. <laughs> Leticia, I know you're going to be there, aren't you? Is she not out the country? <laughs> well, actually, I, I, I know it's disturbing. I'm going to be at a conference in New Jersey. See that? <laughs> I know. I know. But, you know, Fox and Rob, I cannot begin to tell you the impact that not only you had on your family and other families, but the impact that you have just on setting, staying the course. That's what you did, Fox, all of those years. You stayed the course. And I got to call you about something else. So something big is going to be coming up that's going to be involving <laughs> you, too. You don't even know what I'm talking about. But I'll, I'll talk to you about that uh, you know, a little bit later. But your story is reaching heights that you never would have even expected or dreamed of. But part of that was staying the course. And that's what you did. The film time, the film time would not have been able to come about if you had not stayed the course and meticulously recorded all of those phenomenal 
not just phenomenal instances of your life, but the ordinary everyday yeah. stuff that was going on and happening with you and the children. And, and all of that was just expertly weaved into this, um, uh, this phenomenal film. So I'm going to be out of town at a reparations conference convening, I will say. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that as many people as possible, just like on Roach's show, I have a show as well, know about what's going to be happening Thank there at sure. Howard University next week. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know and Roach, what? I'm going to send you that flyer as well so that you can share it with the community. I think I yeah. sent it to you already, but if you could can, um, share it with the community, because like I said, I just think that um, in this moment, we um, we all need a little more love. You know, David, uh, uh, Rob, man, uh, I'll take my hat off to you again, man. Uh, Y'all have six sons. I have three, and I'm not tight with none of them, man. I don't see them. They don't communicate, or we don't communicate with each other. And I haven't been able to do what you've done, Rob. You connected with your sons. And it hurt, man, that I got three sons, and I'm not tight with them. I don't see them for weeks or months. And uh, a couple of them are mad because I was gone for the first 14 years of their life. And they just can't seem to get over that. And they feel I don't love them. I wasn't in their life. And I didn't volunteer to go to jail. They took me because I didn't want to go, you know, but <laughs> to see you with your six sons, man, when you hugged freedom the other night on that tape and freedom was talking about your teeth and, and Fox come in, <laughs> don't you talk about my, my booze teeth. <laughs> and you came around there and he, he looked at you, man. And the look in your eyes, when you grabbed your son and held him, I wish I could hold my sons, man, the way you did yours. <laughs> You are quite a guy. What kind of relationship do you have now with your six sons, man, or five? Wait a minute. Wait. Before you go there, you got to tell us how this all started. Go back to <laughs> when it was just you two. <laughs> Did you surprise oh, all of them? Did all of them get surprised? Because they was going to visit you on a regular basis, Rob, and all of a sudden they don't know that you're home and you That's surprising each one individually? Well, it's too because it has a lot to do with the fact that their mama is uh is big on surprises. So she had, <laughs> she, she had made she made sure that she was building up to a moment. Because one thing about Fox, Fox has been quite intentional uh, about the uh, about the laying out of this story, even from the onset of uh, even before it even began. I hear a lot of people say a lot of times that, well, you know, this story has gone on to do some amazing things and things that are probably further and, and wider than your imagination. And then from time to time, I hear her say, well, no, I actually imagined it because uh, this was what I was plotting and planning toward. There were moments and times in our relationship, even when uh, we both, you know, were, were you know, we, we were in the valley of a moment. You know, it's one thing to be at the peak. Then there's other moments when you're down, you find yourself down in the valley when things ain't going so well. Yeah. And Fox and I uh, would say to one another, I would say to him, well, uh, how is it that you want the movie to end? Because how we behave now is ultimately what's going to be shown yeah. in the movie, whenever the movie happens. So it was just in those moments that we would even use or, or thinking with the end in mind that we would always be thinking about um, how do I want out. this to play out? And with that being said, uh, surprising our kids uh, was no different. She was in sh she was definitely uh, intentional about how she thought that this was going to play out. And boy, she kept it all to herself. We <laughs> popped up on Freedom. We popped up on Robert, popped up on all of them. And all of them had uh, similar responses. I don't know if you can tell from the video, but in the video, Freedom, Freedom actually fainted. fainted in my arms. Yeah. It was when in the moment stumbles, where, I, where I looked like I'm stumbling with it. It was stumbling, at yeah. that moment that I'm actually holding oh, him up because yeah. I realized that he didn't faint it. And then he came <laughs> back to it. I didn't see that, but I know. I almost felt bad in the moment because I'm like, oh, man, we done, we done shook him to death. <laughs> and he, he was crying. I saw him wiping his eyes, man. And yeah. yeah, yes, indeed. Yeah. It was yeah. uh, a really uh, uh, cerebral uh, moment. Uh, that happened, uh, you know, in, in, in that moment. And like I said, we had a similar uh, experience uh, from all of the boys, uh, Lil Rob, uh, the oldest ones, all of them included. And uh, it is uh, when you talk about the relationship now, uh, the relationships that we have now, uh, I think are, are really reflective of how it, how it is that we built the relationship even from the inside. And that was is just being intentional about spending time with one another. Mm -hmm. um, we look at statistics and st uh, statistics tell us 
uh, that basically out of a 30, uh, 30 day month, uh, the average father spends about eight hours engaged with their children over 30, uh, over 30 days a month. And when you think about that, eight hours is not a whole lot of time when you think about how many hours uh, is actually inside of 30 days in a month. And but the biggest part about it all, I think, is the intentionality is being intentional about what and uh, and what do we want to do with the time that we're given. So with, uh, my, um, with our sons, you know, uh, Thanksgiving Day, we woke up and we all went out uh, running for a turkey day run uh, during the all periods and times. Uh, them and their mom, they'll run off and they go to Orange Theory together and do these uh, this cycling and rowing uh, techniques that they do at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, Black Men Run is an organization. Uh, Run NOLA uh, is an organization out of New Orleans and they run uh, every weekend as well. So uh, me and uh, my oldest son, you know, we partake in, uh, in that event, uh, you know, running for, um, you know, just to be, be able to bring greater awareness to the fact that black men do run. And it ain't just when the police behind us. <laughs> <laughs> I know about them kind of runs. I'm I, like that. Kind of <laughs> I like that a lot. It ain't just from the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. So, yeah, it is. Uh, we have had a uh, spectacular uh, relationship uh, post-release, uh, Roach, and uh I couldn't be prouder, you know, uh, as a father, uh, couldn't be prouder as a human being uh, to see that uh, such uh, such amazing human beings uh, have come forth uh, from uh, from the union of, uh, of Fox and I. So when I see how it is that they're received in the community and I see how it is that they are, uh, that they service and give back to the community. Like I said, it just makes us proud as, uh, as parents. It makes me proud as a father, knowing that statistically speaking, uh, that just the opposite is supposed to be true for our children. When you have parents that are incarcerated, you know, children are, uh, are seven times more likely to be incarcerated themselves. When you have uh, parents that are incarcerated, they're nine times more likely to drop out of high school, have children out of wedlock. Uh, you know, the, 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 um, the, it goes on and on and all on. The you know, negatives, never all ending. the negatives. So let me just, let me just ask this because my goodness, each one of your boys have achieved just phenomenal Phenomenal. success. Can you just let the the WPFW Pacifica listening audience know just a little bit about the accomplishments of your sons, who who they are today, you know? Yeah. I would probably, before Rob goes into that, to answer your question, Roach, I think Freedom said it best. He and Remington, they said on a regular, they say, if I grow up and I am just half the dad that you are, then I feel like I've really done something. So for them to be, to have that level of reverence for their father who has been gone from, you know, their entire developmental years, but yet still remains so present, um, speaks volumes to the impact. I think um, people that interviewed us about the documentary time, they would say over and over again that Rob's absence was his presence, that even though he was hardly nowhere in that film, you could feel his presence in every scene of the film. Mm-hmm. But as far as them boys, boys <laughs> somebody said they were, we are in Shreveport. We've been up here seeing after my mother for the past two weeks. We head back to New Orleans today. And uh, every time we run into people from Shreveport, they say, how are those boys? And I say, you know what? All I can say about those boys is nothing but God's grace. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, you, can see, you can say that about, God, you can say that about God's grace, but I, 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 I attribute a lot of that to you, uh, uh, Fox. <laughs> Yes, it is. Well, our oldest son, Malik, is a sommelier um, in New Orleans, so it's really exciting to see him in his passion. He he does these fellowships in um, Italy, and he's got another fellowship with the winery in New York. Um, so it's if just, anybody's guessing what a, what a sommelier is, because we didn't yeah. know what a sommelier was. I don't know what well, it is. Uh, <laughs> until, he, until he mentioned it to us, but a sommelier is basically a wine expert, uh, a tastemaker. Yes. Yeah. Uh, our son Remington finished his doctorate in um, from Meharry University in dentistry. Then he went from there to IU University, Indiana University, for his residency in um, orthodontics. And he graduated in July this past August. He took a contract in New Orleans uh, as an orthodontist. And now uh, this boy on billboards all over town smiling. Yeah, talking we, about I saw one in billboards. You, you sent us a picture with him on the billboard. I said, but look at, you know, yep. 
I come from a long line of father, uh, two, three generations of people been in prison. Uh, and I've never, ever seen a relationship like this. And when, when both parents were incarcerated, as both of you were, the kids go amok. They go wild. You can't get them back. Here, you got five, six kids. And later, later, you kept them on a straight path. Nobody got arrested. Nobody got addicted to drugs. Nobody got involved. I don't. And, and at the same time, he was going back and forth down the road to Angola Prison in Louisiana. They bring them up to see their father. And they were connected and bonding them. You said that piece about seven times. You said something last time, Rob, that uh, uh, most fathers spend eight hours a month with their kids. But you spent more than that in prison on the telephone. That's you it. I mean? And you stayed connected to your kids. So all the folk who be calling us, complaining and crying and say they need help or whatever. They, I got folks who haven't seen their loved ones, been locked up 15, 20 years, and they haven't been able, and haven't been able to see them. And the kids are uh, off the chain. And I don't know mm -hmm. how you kept them five boys, them boys, uh, 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 Rob, Fox. I don't know how you kept them turkeys in line. Love, love, Rhodes. They are respectful. We met them. They are respectful. They are gentlemen. They carry themselves with a lot of decorum and professionalism. And Rob, I take, I keep taking my hat off. We take that hat off. Come on, Rhodes. But listen, our sound Lawrence is on the third oldest son. Lawrence is. He got married in October. Um, so he just celebrated a year anniversary. He and his wife live in Denver. And um, then our twin boys, Freedom and Justice. Freedom is on his third promotion in D.C. He yeah. is now the senior director of operations for a congressman from North Carolina. And um, at 24 years old, his twin yeah. brother, Justice. Hey, I didn't know that. Oh. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And uh, his twin brother, <laughs> Justice. Okay. His twin brother, Justice, just completed a tour of duty in the Army, and now the Army is paying for him to go to San Francisco Film School. So he and his wife, he's been married for two years. Um, and then the baby boy, um, young Robert, started at Tulane University at 16. And so now he's a second semester freshman at um, Tulane University in New Orleans and looking to transfer to Howard University in the fall. Oh, uh, so, Nikita, if you know anybody up there that's got some of the scholarship, Howard scholarship money or something, you know, <laughs> make sure you let us All know. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. But he, um, from, and so, the youngest one, we met him Yes. In DC, this was remember Merchant. We it was on Valley. It was a Black Love was, Day, whatever. Yeah. That we brought you, Fox and Rob Merchant, yes. and and and, and Roach. It was part of the Justice Roundtable. Yes, yeah, yeah. son was there, and oh my God, he just he he raised the roof. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so <laughs> articulate. Oh my yeah. God, my well, we've got six sons. We have two weddings and then we have um, six sons. We have two marriages and one engagement. Remington and his fiance, Corey, they're having an engagement party on April the 6th and um, no grandkids as of yet. So, yeah, we are all excited. Definitely excited. So, actually, this is a good segue because I know Jerry's waiting to pitch. And I know the listeners are listening to these uh, stories and say, oh, my God, how can we keep programming like this on, on the air? So, Jerry, you there? Yes, I am. I don't know if you can right hear now. me, but I am here. Can you Come hear on. me? Come on, Jerry. This is the Jerry and Roach Show. Come <laughs> 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 on, you got it, Jerry. Okay, yes, I am here. And Crossroads has just turned into a progress report. Who is talking about progress these days? All you hear is bad news. So we've got good news for you this morning. We are making progress. So fathers being present, perhaps the most powerful change makers in our community. So thank you for this show, Roach. Thank you for this progress report. But we need internal progress. So we're asking you to be a part of this show and a part of WPFW by pledging your support and becoming a member. 202. 588-9739 is the number to dial. Operators are standing by, waiting for your call and your pledge of support. We've got a goal of $500 for this hour, and so far, the numbers have not moved. Be that person. Please, break the ice, start the momentum. If you're out of area, call toll-free at 800-222-9739. 
or go on our website, wpfwfm.org. Besides everything else, you'll see a Donate Now button there, a big red button. Hit that button to pledge quickly and securely. No amount is too small. No amount is too large. Help us. Help this open community. Roach, thank you, sir. Thank, thank you, you and, Jerry. Uh, go ahead. Uh, this is uh, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal meaning that for the folks who are listening, here's a couple who's breaking uh, new ground, fresh ground, and that old adage about if the parents go to jail, the kids are going to jail. That is juggy boogie. That is juggy boogie that we don't even need. Here go a couple who set an example. They did a movie. It's been nominated for Academy Award. They've written a couple of books. They go all around the country speaking, advocating on behalf of those folks who we left behind. And I want to tell you that I've been doing this for over 55 years, uh, Fox and Rob, and I've never in that 55 years met a couple like y'all. I've never met a family they stayed together going through this kind of uh, trend. And my whole family came out. And I guess I come from three generations of returning citizens. I was in jail with my grandfather and my father and my brother. We were all in there. And all our families are dysfunctional. But to come through what y'all been through, man, after 21 years and you both were incarcerated and you raised six boys, later, I'm going to take my hat off again, y'all. <laughs> 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 this is something that would inspire other folks. And you're in town next week at Howard University on the 28th uh, at the Numa Building, room 208. We're going to get your flyer, 1008, and we're going to do a PSA, uh, Fox, and make sure that it's played continuously until y'all come up uh, so we can make sure we can fill that place up. Because, folks, if anybody is a, 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 candle, a, a standing barrel for the returning citizens and their families and togetherness and for mothers and fathers standing together and raising their kids, you two are the epitome of this whole We're freezing thing. up, and I don't know whether it's my computer. Go ahead, Nikichi, what you say? Um, we're freezing up. I'm not quite sure whether it's just my um, computer or whether the listening audience is. Okay, sorry. Then y'all keep going. Yeah, we can hear you. Well, when it yeah, gets like that, just, when it get like that, Nikisha, just smack it. You just smack it once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the question I want to ask Fox, if you all can hear me. Okay, now we got six boys, five boys, six. Well, got, I mean, what about girls? Have you ever thought that, oh, I just want a little baby girl? Is there still time? <laughs> What do you say about that, Rob? Ooh, the <laughs> I know you didn't. I thought you loved me. <laughs> Look, it's so bad over here, Nikichi. One, I wanted a little girl so bad that I ended up having twin boys. And after the twin boys, I wasn't even trying. I was just trying to um, get some love and ended up with another boy. So, no, I am out of the baby-making business for certain. I'm so, so traumatized from having six boys by myself that I'm not even ready for grandkids yet. Everybody's like, oh, I know you want some grandkids. I'm like, mm -mm, I'm still trying to get over raising them children by myself. I got yeah. time for grandkids. <laughs> right. What I would like for you guys, that no one, a lot of people don't know your back history. Share a little bit of it before you get up here and how, which, how this all started, how you ended up in this situation. <laughs> uh I say the last thing to uh, Nikishi's point, and that is that I don't think in our household there's enough room for another girl. Fox is enough girl for all of us. It takes that testosterone of us, me, and the other six boys running around in order to tame uh, this this feminine energy over here. So we don't even need another one of her. <laughs> Oh my God! And that beautiful photo of you, uh, Fox, in that white gown, and all your six men around you—yeah, yeah. amazing. That is even in that even in that picture, Martine. She looks like enough woman for us all, don't she? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That and picture belongs in the Smithsonian. I'm amazing. telling you. Yes, indeed. And we got some uh, for folk who want to call in and participate in this discussion. The number is 202-588-0893. 202-588-0893. You can call in with a question or comment to Fox and Rob or to the kitchen. That's whatever. But that's the number to call in. Please call in because, ladies and gentlemen, you won't see a couple like this in, a, in, this, in this millennium. I mean, mm. I've been dealing with prisons over 55 years. And I never, ever, ever heard, seen, experienced, met, or talked about anybody 
who have accomplished what y'all did. When the lights were turned out, there was no light, but darkness for 20 And you got six babies, lady, and you raising. Part of the reason why I say is, is your, it, 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 I contribute a lot of this to you, Fox. I know that when a man go to jail, the mother's mad and, and frustrated, and she talks bad about the husband. You uh, had a picture of Rob. You posted in the house on the door where they can see his picture. Do scale a big, huge Lie. poster of your dad. You kept him alive in your kids' heart and life. And that's one of the things that women who are listening, who got loved ones, and we just got a nephew right now, Fox and Rob, who just got arrested, uh, and he's facing eight robberies and a carjacking. And that don't look too good, man. Uh, and we still going through these kind of things, and the family it, they need the support. But bottom, bottom line is, folk need to call in and talk to Rob and look at the, mo the movie Time by the book. Come to Howard University on the 28th at 4 o'clock at the Numa building. We're going to do a PSA to make sure we uh, publicize it a little bit. But ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, if you're not going to make a donation, pick up the phone and call and talk to Rob and somebody. <laughs> you need help. If you got a loved one in prison, you don't know what to do or how to make it. You got kids. You're raising all by yourself. Here's a pro. Here's somebody who now have one. She had six kids and raised all six. Some of you rascals out there got one or two and don't even go see the dude. You know what I mean? And the wow. minute he got busted, you went on somewhere else. Huh? Wow. So that, that's me, Rose. I'm, a, I'm on the line at 0893, still waiting for other others to call come, in but while come on I'm this here, is the roach and jerry show well, come on with it jerry <laughs> okay so we have a goal of five hundred dollars for the hour and the numbers have not moved up. wait a second the numbers just moved so another progress report thank you nate morris from washington dc for making a donation so the system is working and roach i'm going to call this show this um, show shows how intensely human WPFW actually is. This is a human operation. It is run by the community, and we're addressing all the issues that nobody else is addressing. Mainstream media is not touching any of this, but we need your continued support. Please, 202-588-9739 is the number to call. Operators are standing by, waiting for you to become a member of this open community. It includes everybody. It is not exclusive at all. This is the way to connect to your community and make positive change. Roach, thank you, sir. We are at 10%. Okay. You know what, Jerry? I got to give it to you. You've been very brief lately because you, usually you could go on and on and on. I want to <laughs> thank you for your brevity. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, for those women who are listening, who got a loved one in prison, lady, here is the chance to talk to somebody who've been through what you're going through and came out of it on top of the deck with a family intact. Everybody's mind is nobody got arrested or uh, messed up their life. And your little, your little, little baby Rob, that little turkey, I, when I saw the other day, he's 17 and he a, a freshman at Tulane. Boy, and he could, boy, he could talk just as good as you were. Oh, <laughs> he's going to be a speaker. That yeah. roster can rap, you know, <laughs> little Rob. <laughs> When I watched him, he was down there last time. He looked at y'all with a look in his eye that he. Most kids feel embarrassed and shame when their mother and father been in prison, but that, you know, I don't get that from y'all. Y'all kept it with them. You kept it open, honest, real. You didn't try to hide nothing, and they were a part of everything that was going on. And they respect y'all for that and love you more. When I looked at Little Rob's eye, he loved y'all, man. I miss having them kind of looks from my sons, man. I never had them kind of looks or love or hugs. And I need a hug, man. But Roach, we're I got another progress report. Huh? Another quick progress report. We just got another pledge from Jackson, Tennessee. Anonymous is saying, Thank you all for the good work that you are that you do. He's calling us, he says, We are a blessing. I don't know about you, Roach. <laughs> and he calling in from where? Jackson. Jackson, Tennessee. Jackson, Tennessee. Oh, okay. This well, you know, they, 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 well, we're waiting on a call from the warden, Fox and Rob. The warden, <laughs> that turkey pose to give us some money. 
So, you know, I know that this is um, radio, but I mean, we're looking on Zoom. Y'all just look so, so beautiful. I The listening audience, y'all just Google up. If they Google up Fox and Bob, can they see y'all? Yeah, I know a whole lot yeah, comes up with Fox and Bob. But look at that. You would never believe that either one of them have been incarcerated. They just look like any and everybody just else going. out there. And see, that's what we deal with when we deal with this issue of mass incarceration. We are throwing away generations of people who are just like everybody else. I mean, mm -hmm. the only difference might have been the, the worst mistake you've ever made in your life, and you're going to pay for your life with it, which basically was what was happening with... Um, um, with Rob and Fox, Fox's name is Sybil, okay? Uh, if it had not been for you, I'm telling you, he would have still been in prison. We're in the 50th year of That's the right. of war on drugs. We're in the mass incarceration. All of those uh, issues, all of those issues, conspiracy issues, clemency issues, all of these issues that we've been fighting for, a lot of those are wound up in uh, not just your story, but the story of countless, countless, countless others who... Um, who still remain behind bars, and even those who will be entering and trying to get their lives together. Mm -hmm. So thank you for uh, illuminating uh, these issues as part of your uh, story and giving so much hope and, and inspiration to so many others. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Nikichi. I just, um, from the time that I, my, my work that I had been doing on a local level um, reached people that were doing it on a national level, your name was one of the first names that came up. And I just kept saying, who is this woman? I couldn't even pronounce it, but she, everybody was talking about Nikichi. Everybody was talking about Nikichi. And now, uh, even after five years of my family's reunification, I still uh, continue to see why people were talking about you and why they still continue to talk about you because your work continues to grow. So I thank you for letting God use you and your family for the greater good of our families because we are old reparations so they need to figure it out yeah, i got you they need to figure it out i like that yes. you know there's an old saying that is not what i've done is what i've become mm. and what y'all have become is a role model and example for thousands not hundreds thousands of men and women are going through the same thing mm -hmm. and if they need to know what how to deal with it or they just check out your book your movie Come to Howard University if you're in D.C. for this Friday, because I'm telling you, you're in full experience. And when you said about looking at them, they're just glowing. I could take a <laughs> cigarette and put it right on the screen and light it right up. Yeah, light it right up. Yeah. <laughs> Roach, we got a caller. We got a caller on the line, Roach. We'll take our first caller. Come on. You're on the air. Good morning. You all have made my morning. Y'all have like a variety show that have just saved me this morning. Um, I'm going to say briefly, uh, Nikichi, I really want to talk with you about reparations. Um, I'm Bill Keese's Mama T. Um, my children's father was locked up in Lorton way back in the day when Lorton was in Virginia. But mm. my fiance spent 30 years in the Virginia prison system on a murder wow. charge. He is now out, and he is a changed person. And I would like to help connect him with people who are actually doing something. Because like you say, people who are doing something don't have the resources, and the people who have the resources don't know what they're doing all the time. Ooh, yeah. This is magnificent That's a word. what you all are doing, and I would love to be able to connect with y'all. Please give that information about the Howard University program, because I, as a Virginian, someone who was born in D.C. because you couldn't be born in Arlington County hospitals, but I grew mm. up here in Arlington. Wow. I'm right across the bridge. I want to know what I can do to save family land in Virginia because they're taking yeah. people's land for lack of payment of taxes, but then they say we don't have nothing. Why can't we get together and do the things that need to be done? Because every time I look around, somebody's taking something from us. I was so inspired by that story of the six sons and the family. I would love to connect with that family because when my family member, when my children's father was locked up, my children, we went to visit him all the time, but now that they're grown and he got deported, there's still the disconnect that we feel so much. So I just wanted to say all that. I'm excited for what you all are doing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I am a paying supporter of WPFW. We cannot let this radio station go anywhere because it is thank the you. best radio station, and we need to keep it alive because what you all are doing is phenomenal. 
Thank you so very much, and I'll stop. Thank you. you. You know, that- leave your number with the engineer so I can get in touch with you about that land loss in Virginia situation you're Thank talking you. about. Thank you. Okay. That'd be perfect. And I want to yeah. come on the 28th, so please give that information again. Yes, yes. We look forward to seeing you on the 28th at Howard University for the Black History Month um, film series at Howard in the, what is that again? Numa. Numa. Numa Adams, room 10, um, 08. Yes, at four o'clock, dinner will be served. And um, for those that are learning of us for the first time, you can watch our Oscar-nominated documentary. It is streaming live on Amazon Prime Video, um, so you can catch it there. And our book is the same title as the film, Time, T-I-M-E. It's available wherever books are sold and on our website at foxandrob.com. And um, last but not least, if you don't want to read, you may want to listen. It's available on audio book as well everywhere audiobooks are sold so um i would just challenge you even if you've seen the film to pick up the book or the audiobook because you know as we all know the book gives far more details and information yes. about our 21 year journey than the film ever could and um and you can follow us on all social media at fox and rob as well do you need to register for the um next week's um event you can, but it's not mandatory. Okay. I'm trying to figure out which building that is. I, I mean, I'm a native Washingtonian. I went to Howard University. I, it might be a new building. The I'm, a, I'm, I'm not even sure. Is it yeah, a I've new never heard of it. Building. Yeah, we never heard of Norma it. Norma Adams. Norma Adams. Does they have an address at Howard? Which part is a large campus? Do you see that address on there? I just Probably. had it. Let so. me see if I can get it back myself. We'll find it. Yeah, we'll find we'll, it and put it in the press release and send out. Here we go. I got it. What is it? It is um five oh eight West Street Northwest. No, probably W Street. Is that W, w Street? Yeah, w. yeah, w. Okay, okay, cool. We got yeah, it. You know what it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five oh eight W Street Northwest yeah. Washington. Our time is out, and we got a couple of minutes <laughs> before we go, and we playing the closing song just for y'all. It's called oh, Family wow. Reunion. By the, oh, by, the, by the OJs. And I wanted to play that, or Merton, I wanted to play that at the end to say about families. And folks, all the crime we're going through all around the country, this is how you stop it, when they keep the families together. No you matter what the thing is, families are together. And this is the key to stopping some of the crime and that kind of stuff. We got thousands and millions of people in prison who don't have nobody. Having yes, your man. mother, your woman, your wife, somebody, and your kids. We need to reconnect with our families. I want to say to anybody that's listening, this is an example of a couple who's doing it the way it should be done. And what you're doing can inspire and motivate others because a lot of folks need this. And I'm glad that I was able to find this beautiful thing I got here on my side. And I'll take my hat off again to you. Yes. <laughs> Two times. You know, and we got a new saying up here, Rob. You don't understand something? Tell it to the hat. Tell it to the hat. <laughs> <laughs> And you guys oh, we can't wait to see y'all. When you hear the story of Fox and Rob next week, because they haven't even delved yeah, into the story. 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 So please come out. You will be totally amazed at the fortitude. The, and, and like Fox says, love. Love is the only way to win, folks. Love. And, and here they use love to o- overcome incarceration. They use love to overcome incarceration. It can be done. I don't care how stressful it is. There's been times when you want to back out, pull out. You can't take it no more. I know Fox, when I looked at that t- time film, I know there was times when you said you just can't take no more of this. Did he give you so much? Did he give you some more on top of it? But lady, you are queen yes. to be yes, reckoned indeed. with. And for you to keep six boys together and nobody go to jail, you ought to be on the Supreme Court. Damn them jokers up there. I'll put you on the Supreme Court. <laughs> we get them turkeys out of there. Put y'all. <laughs> so you want to give some information how they can contact you and what your event is this Friday before we close out? And okay. Yes. Again, it is Fox and Rob, F-O-X-A-N-D-R-O-B, on all social media. Our website is foxandrob.com. We have the honor of being with Howard University to celebrate Black history through film on Wednesday, February 28th at from 4 to 7 o'clock. 
Don't worry about grabbing Dana Howard University is going to take care of that for us. And we just look forward to you all coming out and being a part of this great panel discussion about the film, about the work, about the love, and where do we go from here. Um, and one other thing I want you to put on your calendar, Nikichi and Roach Mertine, while we have you here, June 22nd is the third annual Freedom for All um, sneaker ball in New Orleans. And I definitely hope that you all will join us. Yeah. Okay, okay so I know there are a couple of other events you're going to be involved in. We're going to have you back on. I know the pre her um, rally is coming up on April 24th. April 24th, yes. And uh, there's a National Returning Citizens um, conference. April you are the keynote 6. speaker, April yes. 6th. Both, we're going to have, we're going to be having some shows on these upcoming things. We most yeah, certainly will. Bob is in the middle of it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Give me all the details so we can include him in the press release. We will. Okay, everyone, we, well, time is up. We got to get out and, and listen to the song. Because we're playing that just for y'all, family reunion. Thank you. Love y'all, Rose. Love you, Bert. And we want to thank Nate from Washington, D.C., Anonymous from Jackson, Tennessee, and Anonymous from Silver Spring. We just need 150 to go. 202-588-9739. 202-588-9739. CD Enterprises presents Grammy Award-winning jazz singer and songwriter Gregory Porter live in concert February 25th at the theater at MGM National Harbor. Tickets are available now at MGMNationalHarbor.com. Don't miss this generation's most influential jazz sensation, Gregory Porter, live. WPFW, building a better world, one broadcast at a time. Gil Scott Heron said, The revolution will not be televised, and yet we've seen oppression, suffering, and resistance streamed in real time across this country and around the world, from Palestine to D.C. In times like these, it's imperative to have a station like WPFW that centers justice, reflects hope, and fosters solidarity throughout our music and public affairs programming. From February 4th through the 24th, we offer you the opportunity to partner with us in this critical work of liberation by donating during our Winter Pledge Drive and ensuring that WPFW will be here to chronicle the revolution. WPFW, Revolutionary Radio for Revolutionary Times. And we want to thank grouchy old Bob from Silver Spring for donating to Crossroads. Big announcement. Home Rule Music Festival in partnership with WPFW presents an electrifying evening of music, culture, and community. Join us on Friday, February 23rd at Songbird Music House for the Home Rule Music Festival launch party and concert. Doors open at 7 p.m. Event starts at 8 p.m. Songbird is located at 540 Penn Street, Northeast, Washington, D.C. Special performances by the legendary Plunky from Oneness of Juju and the dynamic Brandon Woody's Up Indu. Plus, don't miss the exclusive screening of the captivating Black Fire documentary. Tickets are available at songbirddc.com. That's S-O-N-G-B-Y-R-D-D-C.com. On Friday, February 23rd, 8 p.m., Strathmore presents prolific drummer, producer, and composer, Micaiah McRaven. Blending jazz, hip-hop, and electronic elements into a modern, beat-driven sound, his latest album, In These Times, is the triumphant finale of a project more than seven years in the making. Inspired by both broader cultural struggles and his personal experience as a product of a multinational, working-class musician community, McRaven has a unique gift for collapsing space, destroying borders, and blending past, present, and future into post-genre, jazz-rooted, 21st century folk music. Micaiah McRaven, In These Times, One Night Only, Friday, February 23rd. 
Tickets and details available at strathmore.org. WPFW, building a better world, one broadcast at a time. Collective Voices and the Francis Gregory Neighborhood Library invite you to celebrate Black history through poetry from 3.30 to 5 o'clock p.m. Saturday, February 24th at 3660 Alabama Avenue, Southeast Washington, D.C., as they present African Americans and the Arts. Collective Voices, whose members are Lady Di, Sister Joy, Bernardo, and Billy O'Hara, are known for their messages of social consciousness, inspiration, and empowerment. In addition to their original poetry, the celebration will also feature an exhibit by Washington-area visual artist Jason Keene and conclude with a book signing.